Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Hey, hey, I'm Scott Elkins, man, and you're on Dabbing with Washington Artists, featuring me. Make sure you guys check out my links right here. Check out my links. That's what that's what I said to her. Check out my link. <laughs> For today's series of dabs, we'll begin our smoke session with a gooberry, a blackberry fire, and a cookies and cream. And we will round out the session with a goji OG, a Bigfoot, and a diesel dough. Thank you for joining us today on Dabbing with Washington Artists. Today I am joined by Scott Elkins. Uh, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming out. Uh, if you're ready to get fucking stoned, uh, let's do it. Let's go. All right. First dab we've got for today is some Gooberry. Gooberry is an indica dominant strain with a unique cross of spices and pepper and sweet berries and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker giggly and couch locked. We picked up a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Broadway in Everett. Oh, that's a tasty one. Hell yeah. yeah you got like some more on the lineup. Oh, that's a tasty one. All right, man. So the first thing we like to ask everyone on the show, uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Oh, everything. Um, being a patient of extreme anxiety and... Um, just being your own worst critic, sometimes, like Cat Williams said, that proper strain can enhance the fuck it. <laughs> and I found that if I think a lot on a record, um, that it's really, it, I'm probably always going to fall short. But if I get out of my own way and just enjoy the process, mm -hmm. um, the flower honestly brings that to life. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have a, a preference for, like, indicas or sativas? Uh, or do you have, like, a favorite strain that you're really fucking digging right now? Um, I'm hypertensive um, as a, just as a person. Mm -hmm. um, so I prefer really strong indicas. Um, I would say my go-to is Slurricane. Okay. Um, just because I like that indica to where it's not going to really, like, make you stupid. But it makes you feel so calm. It's almost like you took a Xanax. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah, I tell it. my, I tell my, I tell my bud tender like, you know, show me some purple that will make me feel like I took mental health meds. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for number two, we have some blackberry fire. Blackberry jam is an indica dominant hybrid, and this terpene infused sauce has a vibrant profile reminiscent of blackberry jelly. In addition to its tendency to leave the smoker relaxed, it is known to fog the memory. We scored a gram of this sauce at a shop on 88th Avenue in Renton. Oh my goodness. Hell yeah. Woof. That is like a good piece of blackberry pie. That was yummy. That was extremely yummy. So, second thing we like to ask everybody on the show is uh, how has living in Washington uh, influenced your creativity or your sound? 
a lot of artists will tell you that Seattle is based upon support, and it's really not. Seattle is based upon an uphill battle and expecting everybody around you to believe they're better than you until you prove them otherwise. Okay. I used to be a very aggressive person, and living in Seattle was something I took very seriously. I had to have the top spots. I've been in the marketing room at places like Benaroya Hall, Eddie Keys, Fifth Avenue Theater, um, you know, the Neptune, um, Grand Paramount. I've, I've worked in an executive fashion. And these companies not only hired me, but I was there as an executive, fully known that I'm a viral rapper. Okay. Um, so being able to live in Washington has really shown me, like, if you could survive here as an artist and thrive and gain a serious following and gain serious revenue and serious strength, you're going to explode anywhere else. Seattle is almost like purposely wearing sandbags when you train. Okay. And then when you finally remove those sandbags, it's because those sandbags are too light and they fall off. So I think that's what um, has helped living in Seattle. It's developed a lot of mental, personal, and, and professional strength in places a lot of, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs really aren't going to have it. Okay. I, I, I expect to fail, and then I'm happy when, I, when something goes well. Okay. A lot of people may not agree with it. But I, I kind of have that effort, sense of realism. You, mm. you know what I'm saying? Sure, and, sure. And I think any other city, you're going to run into artists that have that pipe dream of, I'm going to go viral here, I'm going to go viral there. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to dabble into it. No, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So for number three, we have some cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Ooh. Cookies and Cream is an indica-dominant hybrid with a sweet, subtle taste that lingers for minutes after each hit, and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked in in a haze. We scored a gram of this saucy oil at a shop in Capitol Hill. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you have a new single coming out, uh, Live With It. Yeah, man. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Uh, it actually dropped on the 22nd of last month. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's an amazing song because it's with former Strange Music artist, CEO of Ear House Music, Chris Calico. Uh, a lot of people know Chris Calico as the big dude with Vitiligo that's right next to Tech 9 for the last 20 years. Um, he did all of his hypes. He did most of his hooks. Anytime you hear a strange music product at the end of the song, strange music was always Chris Calico. Um, and to be able to have the opportunity, shout out Wishmaster Beats. Um, he produced the beats on, on this project. To be able to have a song with him is awesome. Um, it was just a situation put that I've been a promoter for many, many years. And I decided to put the promotion down because artists of Cali's level, uh, uh, JLB Hood, Joey Cool, um, Tech has told it to me, Swisher Sleep, just to name a few, X-rated, um, have all said, you know, we think that you're talented enough to that you could take a full-time attention to your music. And this year I decided to do that. Okay. And, and it wasn't a decision that set well with a lot of people. Um, cause like I said, I like putting in the work, like, like I'm passionate about putting in the work 
And uh, I, I believe that this song, Live With It, um, just says just that. I'm gonna do what my heart believes is the best move for me. And it, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's my life. And, um, you know, I'm happy being an artist. And if people want me to do the work for them, then too bad, so sad. I'm, I'm done being other people's uh, guinea pig. <laughs> um, I'm turning into a freight train and I'm gonna blow right by every obstacle in my way. So it's a declaration of intent. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Pretty much. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I mean, even in the course, it says you got a lot of life to learn to live with it. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's an anthem for people that believe they're on the right path and nobody is going to follow them. Um, it's just like, I'm me. I'm unexcusably happy with where my life is at. Uh, I got a great marriage. Uh, you know, not every woman I meet is going to be happy that I'm in a relationship. <laughs> Live with it. Um, you know, I got a great recording contract right now that I'm, you know, I'm kind of my own boss. Um, so, you know, if labels don't like that, live with it. You know, uh, my price went up. Venues don't like that, live with it. You don't want me to be an artist, live with it. Um, we got the next single dropping on the 18th of this month. It's called Toxic. Okay. Um, Toxic is an amazing song that I dedicated to three years in King County Drug Court um, before I was a marijuana influencer or any of this notoriety stuff came into my life. And um, that's going to be an awesome rock rap collab. Okay. Um, Callie and I jumped on. He did a great job on the hook. Uh, Wishmaster Beats did the majority of the production on this album. Um, and you guys can be the exclusive. My next marijuana-based theme song is Death Wish. Um, and I just signed this morning to do that record with Darren Benton. Oh, cool. Um, formerly a funk volume. So that's going to be an awesome project, too. So. Um, All right, man. Uh, so moving on, we have some Goji OG. Some Goji OG. Goji OG is a sativa-leaning hybrid with a complicated terpene profile of sweet and bitter berries and pine, and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker energized and chatty. We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Center Avenue in Tacoma. Hope he smokes. That was delicious. That's like marijuana sushi right there. Delicious and nutritious. Gotta love it. Okay, so um, so we watched several of your live performances. Uh, in your opinion, uh, what sets a hip hop live performance apart from, say, like a rock or metal concert? I mean, a song has a concept. I think in a rock concert. The concept is energy overall. Okay. In hip hop, it's an energy into each individual concept. Okay. Um, my voice and the tonality of what I'm saying, my mother would always tell me it's not what I'm saying, it's how I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. um, I bring a lot of raw realism to subjects in hip hop that people don't always want to listen to. And I turn it into something that people want to listen to because of the tonality and because of the passion in that concept. 
Okay. It's kind of like um, when you're stoned and you just get completely engulfed into a movie or a book. Sure. And and you're like living in that world and the cannabis is allowing you to be a lot more imaginative in that world. That's what it's like to write a song. Okay. Um, and, and I think that would be, yeah, that would be the go-to. That's fucking awesome. So, uh, so you would say then that uh, you're creating um, a particular atmosphere, uh, and that you're trying to get people to kind of follow along with whatever story you're trying. Correct. To do well, I mean, ultimately, you're telling the same story, but you're telling it in a variety of different ways. What I play for a crowd full of people from the Central District ain't gonna be what I play in Marysville. What I play in Totem Link ain't gonna be what I play in Pioneer Square. What I play in Pioneer Square ain't gonna be what I play in Port Angeles. Every single experience is going to be different. That's why you've seen so many different live videos of my performances, because it's always brand new. Okay. Um, that's the beautiful part. I used to go door to door professionally for a long time, and I learned you can say the same stuff in different ways, and it's always funny. That, and so absolutely. it just spread right into um, a, a larger sense of, of versatility in a live show. I really want to bring a unique experience that people are going to remember. All right, moving on here. We're on number five. We have some Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a well-balanced hybrid with a subtle sweet and diesel taste that lingers on the palate for minutes and is known for its uplifting and cerebral high. We found a gram of this sauce at a shop on Broadway in Everett. Mmm, that's a slow burning one. Okay, so uh, so you've collaborated and shared the stage with a lot of artists. Um, if you were to have an ideal collaborative uh, collaboration or stage lineup, what would it be? Ooh, are we talking like festival or like sure? Yeah, why not? Like yeah, festival. You got to have tech. You got to have tech in a premier position. Okay. Um, not just because of tech, but because the presence that tech brings in the stage production is already there for all the other artists. You see oh, what I'm right. saying? Oh, yeah, so you automatically have CO2 shooting the stage. You automatically have the monitors. You automatically got the smoke machines, the lights, the videos, like all of that. Uh, let me see. Um, Three Six Mafia. Um, the old school Three Six. Just Juicy J and DJ Paul. Maybe Gangsta Boo on top of that, but but I, I like the old school, just the duo of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. I would say Chris Webby. Uh, I've seen Chris Webby live. He kills it. Uh, and then Kung Fu Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and then me, sucker. <laughs> and if you could, uh, if you could do a collaboration with somebody, like say on a song. Uh, that's very um that's very funny. I actually have you ever seen the movie uh Straight Outta Compton? Uh no, I haven't. Uh yeah, there's a lot of different people in there. Uh one of them that I got to meet, it was funny, it was in Studio Seven and we were doing microphone checks for Compton Menace, <laughs> um, who signed to Dr. Dre. And I didn't know he I didn't know who he was at the time. Okay. And so I kind of popped off at him and we came back and they had like six desert eagles just like chilling, cleaning them in the backstage room. Oh, shit. And I come walking in and just hearing that click clack and I'm like, my bad, sir. 
<laughs> and and literally to not only bite the bullet there, he ended up taking a picture with me. It was cool. Um, but about a year later, um, Straight Outta Compton came out, the, the movie. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of that movie, there's a scene uh, to where some kids are tossing up gang signs out of a school bus and a gangster actually shoots it to, you know, shoots in front of the bus and gets the bus to stop and pulls in front of him. And dude walks on the bus with a machine gun, like cocking it in the kid's face, like, oh, I'll fucking kill you. And that rapper was Compton Menace, <laughs> the guy that I had talked off to. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so, needless to say, he was nowhere near that movie theater, but like two drops of pee came out when that happened. Um, and now, you know, just the by, just the by the grace of the hip hop gods, uh, years later, uh, I can also give you all the exclusive uh, Scott Elkins feature in Compton Menace. Uh, yeah, yeah, the song's called Sparks. Uh, we're okay. working on that right now. So that's coming soon, too. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, some good stuff. So for our number six today, we got some diesel dough. Diesel dough is a sativa-dominant strain with rich undertones of diesel fuel and nuttiness and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker hyper-focused and with a charge of energy. We scored a gram of this dough at a shop on Capitol Hill. Uh, yeah. Very nice. <clears throat> All right. So we noticed that you don't tend to use hooks in a lot of your songs. Um, uh, as a storyteller, do you find that hooks kind of interrupt the flow of your stories? I mean, there's a lot of entries that don't have hooks. That's kind of more of a free write in my in my world, okay. so to speak. Um, I do have a lot of songs that do use hooks. I, I believe that hooks are, are better for songs that you plan on having a marketing plan with. Okay. So people are automatically used to hearing a song in a certain format, and when they yeah. don't hear it that way, if you hear a song that's really abnormal and it takes you five, six times to hear it, in order for it to catch on to you, you know, your first thought is like, the fuck is that? did I hear that right play that again mm-hmm. and and you don't want that kind of a reaction so if I'm trying to send a message with the content that I'm creating like if I have a message I'm trying to send to somebody I wrote a lot of diss records when I was mad mm-hmm. you know I used to be a pretty violent guy <laughs> so I figured writing diss records would be a better outlet for that and if I was mad I really sometimes I'd use a hook sometimes I wouldn't so I'm really, I'm neither like for or against. It just kind of depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like in a major project, like what I'm doing with Compton and everybody else, um, you know, the project having Compton Menace, Jaron Benton, uh, Chris Calico, X-Rated, just to name a few of the features that I got lined up, uh, is a blessing. And, and I definitely stick to more of that traditional style okay. uh, of writing just because it's like block for block when, when that post-production is going on. Okay. Perfect. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming in and uh, chatting with us today, man. I hope you uh, you had fun uh, and got high. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us today, everyone, and uh, stay high. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember to hit like or follow and uh, share with your friends. <laughs>